Hello, friends. It's me. Um, this is kind of a special episode of the podcast, uh, mainly because it's the closest thing to live that I've done or probably will even do uh, for a while, uh, because we just literally finished recording this podcast, and um, I'm putting it out unedited and everything because I'd like for you to get a chance to um, listen to Cyrus and Tuesday of Freak Show, a show that um, uh, they're allowing me to perform in in uh, Fresno tonight, uh, Saturday, July 7th, 8 p.m. at Full Circle Brewery. Um, just so you have a chance to listen to them, kind of get to know know them a little bit. And uh, they talk about the show a little so that you, you know, you'll know what to kind of expect if you do want to go. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. They let me do it when their show was much smaller, maybe two years ago or something and um it was a lot of fun then and it's only grown and gotten uh bigger and better since then and so i'm really excited to be a part of it tonight um so full circle brewery uh show is called freak show 8 p.m fresno california be awesome if you came out to see it um for more information go to uh freakshowla.com or freakshowla facebook freakshowla instagram um, if you're not in Fresno or the Central Valley, if you're in Los Angeles or any other places, they're, they're kind of going all over. Uh, so check them out, see if they're going to be in a city near you and it's definitely worth going to see. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, enjoy the podcast, uh, Cyrus and Tuesday of Freak Show. Go for it. We're just recording right now. Um, I normally don't do intros or anything. I would try and just go like mid-conversation to just start recording. But uh, since we're doing a sound check, we'll just uh, introduce Cyrus and Tuesday from Freak Show. Hello. Hello. Yeah. We're uh, here. We're here in beautiful Visalia. A true desert paradise out here. <laughs> <laughs> Where the chupacabras <laughs> live next to the FEMA coffins. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, my grandpa used to build those coffins. Yeah. It, no, it was a lie, but it seems like something that could could be true, though. Well, with the state of the world today, I mean, it's not far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Cyrus tried to tell me that they're, they're crates for the fruit and nuts, but I don't believe them. They're FEMA coffins. Well, the fruits and nuts are, are what they call the people that they put <laughs> in the coffins. So. Well, they always go for the fruits and nuts first. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just happy there's a pool and a bar here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone has got to die has got to die. It's fine. As long as uh, I'm, I'm safe yeah. here, I'm good. Yeah. Well, we're in a compound, so there's it's gated. Yeah. The gate's only three feet high, but still, it's a gate. Yeah. You know? And it's nice because the coffins, um, the cost of, of buying a coffin here is much lower than L.A. Well, I can imagine. I, yeah. would, I would think. Probably yeah. get a wholesale out here. Yeah. So and, and, you know, as I said, even though the wall's three feet high, it's still a wall, and they respect walls, so yeah. nobody's going to jump it. Yeah, and then the place where you guys are sleeping uh, tonight, I'm not supposed to tell you this because it's supposed to be a surprise, but it actually will drop into the ground and you'll stay there for the oh, rest of your lives. I yeah, love that. So. Oh, it's a bunker. That's yeah. great. Yeah. We'll be yeah. safe with the, when the bombs drop. Yeah, it'll be okay. <laughs> what, are the, what, are the, what do they grow? What's, what's across the street? What are they growing there? Uh, most of it's all oranges. Oh, it's oranges? Yeah, oh, okay. primarily. We're actually the, the legitimate Orange County of... California. Orange County used to be. They used yeah. to grow a lot of oranges, but now they're all grown in yeah. the Central Valley. Disney ruined it. Mm-hmm. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they, they just grow annoying dudes with tribal tattoos. That's all they have there in Orange County. We have a lot of that here, too. Guys who yeah. fight you for waves. That's yeah. <laughs> what so they do. Yeah, fight uh, you for what? Waves. <laughs> it's like That's bad, true. like Huntington Beach. Like They're like super aggressive. Yeah. It's like these, there's like these rich guys who just sell Coke they don't need to. Like the trust fund babies who sell coke are just hyper aggressive out there. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of those guys down in Orange County. There's a lot of cholas down there. Yeah, I don't know. I are think there cholos? Uh, I mean, just if there's cholas, then they deport the cholos. They keep the laws. The yeah. cho the cholos go where the cholas are. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, they that's yeah. kind of like they multiply yeah. a lot, man. Those cholas are fertile. Uh, yeah, uh, you just look at them. You look at them cross-eyed, and they're popping out a child. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. into it. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of the goal. We don't have people fighting for waves here, but we have people just fighting and like big metal militia. Oh yeah, yeah. Stickers like, on okay, yeah. lifted trucks. That's kind of what we have. Here. Is there truck nuts Lift. out here? Uh, what, what truck nuts? Are they out here? Truck nuts? Yeah, putting the people, the guys put ball sacks on the back oh, of their trucks. Oh, you see them a little bit, but not. I think it's more of an East Coast often. thing. What are thing. lifted trucks like? Stolen trucks? No, the tall ones. Just yeah, like. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, just higher than stock. Because lifted means something different in cities than yeah, it does out in the country. Usually, <laughs> yeah, it's usually it applies <laughs> to boobs, butts, or. Spaces. Things that you well, there's also like you know, I lifted groceries this week. I mean, uh, yeah, I just stole them. Uh, I, like yeah, shoplifted, but yeah, yeah, uh, breathed. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. That makes sense. Cool. Did, so did you grow up out here? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's I obviously a super nice place. It was nice when I grew up, but it was more um when we moved here. We had like over here was a chicken pen. And then there was two pens in the back for like, like w- when we first moved in, we had a sheep back there, but then our dog killed it like the first day. <laughs> the dog killed it. <laughs> <his sheep. laughs> killed it? Did yeah. you see it? No, I didn't see it. Uh, I vaguely dog. remember coming home and like the sheep was like dead and you could see like blood and it's stuff. It's probably serendipitous because I've been to a party that you've thrown here and seen the people that were here and one of your friends would have fucked that sheep. Oh, Dad. yeah. Okay. Maybe they may have gotten one in before it died. <laughs> they might know. have. Yeah. Okay. Did, uh, <laughs> Maybe after it died. Did you, guys, did you guys eat the sheep afterwards? No, we just got rid of it. We're, I mean, we should probably should have. Yeah. yeah. I need some mutton. Yeah. We had a, a pot-bellied pig, Pumbaa, growing he, up. Did he that get was, killed by the dog, too? He got hit by a car. Yeah. How did he get out of the gate? Uh, I, don't, I actually don't remember um. how it got out of the gate, but it was kind of – like a lot like a dog having a dog because um it would like it would make bark sounds and then we actually even taught it to sit sometimes sometimes it would listen but it just ran around kind of free and then it got out of the gate one day and got hit by a car and yeah and then we had the chickens that the guy uh, stopped who hit the pig uh or did he just keep going I don't remember because uh I would go back and forth between my my mom's and my dad's and I don't think I was here for it so I'm not sure exactly what happened. I know our our dog got hit by a car, and that guy left. You guys are bad with animals out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how all these animals are getting hit by cars. We were the only car on the road. Yeah. There's nobody driving around here. Well, and then with our dog, it was so old it, and like arthritic, it could barely move. So it's not like it darted out in front of somebody. I feel like they probably hit it on a purpose. I don't really know. Sexting. Yeah, yeah, probably sexting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the chickens were cool too because they would play. It's like they would play games with like the snails. So when it would rain, we'd have a lot of snails, and you could like pick them up and throw them in the chicken pen, and they would like it was like a game of football or something. They'd like toss it in the air, and they'd all chase after it. And <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed the chickens tor- torture the snails to death, Dusty. Yeah, <laughs> that was good for your enjoyment. Oh my yeah. god, the things you do in Visalia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was actually, it, it was fun out here. <laughs> when it rained, the snails came and the chickens loved them. <laughs> I mean, really, it's not. It wasn't as bad as you would think. Was this pre-internet? Was this before internet these days? Yeah. Yeah. Entertainment it bar was, was lower like back then. Internet. So it's like 28k. Yeah. When did internet? We got internet. That's probably like 12 or 13. Yeah. So that was kind of more. I think we had Pumbaa when I was around maybe nine or ten, so yeah. Yeah. And then it kind of gradually started to change. We got the pool put in, um, took the chicken pen out and put a like buried a um, trampoline, so okay. it had, like a ground level trampoline. And I saw that. That was a trampoline there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a newer one. The old one we had had like the metal springs on it. And they got rained on a lot, so they would, like, rust. And it, it started getting to the point where we, you would jump on it, and the springs would, like, break off and, like, <laughs> launch into We had this, like, shade thing over there, and it would, like, stick into the shade thing. It was, like, pretty dangerous, really. It sounds like fun. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. Projectiles coming at you as you exercise. <laughs> yeah. Solid ones, too. <laughs> 
Um, so let's talk about Freak Show. You guys have a residency in Vegas. We were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah at the Erotic Heritage Museum. Yeah, yeah. which is right across the street from... Trump Tower. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Cyrus and my face are in a huge banner as people are leaving Trump Tower. They see us with the words Freak Show. Yeah. And they, they also see... Um, they also see because the residency show there every night of the week is puppetry of the penis where guys make weird objects out of their genitals stand on stage naked and and you know the uh, american dream the american yeah. dream australian get, dream getting, actually yeah they're oh, yeah. australian I remember that guy being australian yeah. when i saw him yeah. they just yeah they did something at 11 years old, you know, that probably led to masturbation at Boy Scout camp yeah. and turned it into a livelihood. So. Australians, man. These Australians, they're coming over here. They're taking all puppetry penis jobs. Yeah. <laughs> we need to build a wall on Australia. <laughs> Australia's not real. It's a hologram. Yeah, we all know true. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so crazy because it seems real and it seems so real that I forget about that. That's yeah. right. The actors do a great job. Yeah. <laughs> well, next time I see Hugh Jackman, I'm just going to punch him in the gut. And if my hand goes through, I'll know. Yeah. For yeah. those for those of you who are listening, uh, there's a there's a rumor. There's a uh, conspiracy theory that Australia from the flat earth community, the people who believe the earth is flat, that Australia isn't real. It's all actors pay for the government That's to confuse people about the earth being round. So is that really a conspiracy? Because it just seems obvious to me that <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends on how you look at it so. as woke as you does potato <laughs> pot, potato <laughs> potato yeah. You know? yeah which are also holograms yeah so, um Hugh Jackman went to school with Jim Jeffries um like singing school acting school Jim Jeffries went to sing acting yeah isn't yeah. that crazy that's hilarious yeah uh, he was talking about it on something recently and I was just I thought that was pretty amazing he was Talking about how all the teachers wanted to fuck you and they didn't really give a shit about him. So, yeah, natural. Yeah, I've seen Jim Jeffries. Actually, I, I do bubble my I do bubble shows at kids' birthday parties. And um, what is a bubble show? Real I, quick? I make bubbles like for kids. Um, and um, it's like a puppetry of the penis thing, except no penises no involved. Penises. It's oh. soapy waters yeah. involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll get you'll get to the penis. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> Just practice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And uh, I saw him coming in to pick up his kid at a preschool I did a show at. He really? looked awful. Like re- he looked like paste ghost white. Looked like it was on a one came from a ba- off a bender. Oh, he nice. looked awful, miserable. So I'm not uh, surprised. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really surprise me either. He seems like he's got his ups and downs. Yeah, but uh, I'm a big fan though. Yeah, he's, he's funny. Yeah, he's, funny guy. he's one of the the better ones working. I think. Yeah. Um, so we got we got a Vegas show. We got Santa Cruz, San Francisco. Our home base is L.A. We're in we're in Fresno right now. And woo, woo. Um, what else we got? Nickel, nickel. We're no, the L.A. are the uh, improv chain yeah. just picked us up. So we're in Oxnard in Ontario. And oh, doing it at the improv. Yeah, at the because oh, Levity cool. Live bought the improvs, oh, okay. so it's the le- through Levity Live we did the one at Oxnard, yeah. Levity yeah. Live, and they're like, okay, we want to put you on more. The next one's Ontario, and then we're back in Oxnard, but they want to put us on other ones around. So, That's rad. so I think mm-hmm. we're eyeing. All, we da- we're definitely eyeing Bakersfield for a show. Then we need to do an OC show. And we gotta do a San Diego ba- show. Bakersfield would be good for the yeah. show. I think. Yeah, I have actually have family. Of sorts in Bakersfield. My oh, my right. my mother's Sicilian. My father's or uh, my mother's Sicilian, the non-mafia kind. And my father's American. In, my real father is American Indian, the non-casino kind. So that makes me full <laughs> white trash. Okay, <laughs> and I have uh, half sisters and stepsisters. I have somebody coming tonight. I'm excited about who I've actually never met. We just have met on Facebook, but she's a relative of mine, and she's my. Uh, Niece cousin. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. A, isn't that fantastic? Yeah, yeah, I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, she, uh, my father left uh, my mother and got with a woman who had what I thought was three children of her own. And then they ended up having three children together. So there's half sisters and stepsisters. Okay. 
the oldest, what I thought was a stepsister, turned out to be my stepmother's sister, who was much younger, but they raised her as one of their own. I didn't know this until I was an adult, that she was actually more of a, an aunt than a sister. This is her child. So that's why I'm like, uh, she's my niece cousin. So the, the double... Um the double name travels down from her mother. Yeah, I don't know how how to word that. Yeah, that I don't either. Sense. I just okay. that's why I say I'm just way I'm not trash. sure what type of tree this family tree is. To be honest, family tree is <laughs> fucked. I don't know it's of, fucked. I don't know what kind of shrubbery this is. <laughs> oh, there's not shrubbery. There's this tree reaches out and it has branches that just come back and grow right back into the trunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description. Yeah. What, are, what are the odds this person it's hits kind you from of the <laughs> None, actually. Oh, good. Because we've good. talked for years over Facebook and stuff, and uh, <laughs> she's got two kids now, and she's coming with her, her, her husband, very excited. And then supposedly a stepsister or a half-sister and her, her daughter may come out if they can from Bakersfield. But uh, Bakersfield, yeah, would be a fun... I think I think we do really well there. You know, people in like the city they shit on all these towns, but honestly, if you go out here, you do comedy here. It's fucking fun. Like, yeah. These people are fun. They want to party. They want to have a good fucking time. Mm-hmm. They're super chill. I uh, I learned that when uh, Dusty did the um, show at the Little Red Riding Hood Children's <laughs> Theater or whatever that was called. What was that called? Uh, the Enchanted Playhouse. The Enchanted Playhouse <laughs> in downtown Visalia. He put together a comedy show and had Sally and myself and. Uh, uh, there was two others, right? Well, I was supposed to have Judd come down, but Judd he couldn't couldn't make it. Um, so uh, I had a comic from Fresno uh, come down. Um, was Francisco was his last name? I forget his first name. And then some other guy uh, Trent, Trent something. Yeah, and then Trent Bab. Yeah. yeah, and Dusty was like, "That's how I have." This is my second time in this wonderful compound, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, that was, that was so much fun. What was so much fun about that was, I mean, of course, I love Dusty. I love Sally. Got to meet all these new people that are friends of Dusty's and Dusty's, uh, both sets of Dusty's parents and uh, all that. So fun and welcoming and just a huge party afterwards and everything. But I think the biggest thing I got from that was all the people who come up to you afterwards, like oh, yeah. outside the theater, mm-hmm. just, oh my God, you were so funny. Please come back. We've we don't get this kind of entertainment here. Yeah. We yeah. would have to drive to LA, spend the gas money, get a hotel because we like to drink, spend the t- money on the tickets, oh. then money on the liquor and blah 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 and it's a cost too much. Yeah. And they're so appreciative. And then I'll definitely let you guys know. Oh, yeah. It'll be the the two names for sure. It it was be. such a good yeah. time all the way around. Such a great experience yeah. because at that point I mean, I, I have been d- doing comedy a while. I've gotten out of my city I was in. Like when I was in San Francisco and I started, um, I would force myself to go and take these shows way out in the middle of nowhere just to get better. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. So I had gotten out of my comfort zone in the past, but I was in a point where I'm like, oh, L.A. is just killing me. Nobody's appreciative. Everybody's grabbing. They're out on their own. It's so difficult. And it gets you into this horrible mental state as an entertainer. And I would just say that's my biggest advice to anybody who's in New York or L.A. as an entertainer. Get out of your city and go see the real people out there. It Dude, our, does you a world of good. Our Oxnard show was at Levity Live, sold out 400 people on a fucking Wednesday. And people were drinking. It was felt like a Friday night, ordering food, drinking. It was an insane party. Like, it's uh, just, you just, fun. like, we pull teeth. We had like 200 in LA and it's pulling teeth to get them. It was, yeah. it was just out the gate. These people are just, and they just love it, man. Yeah. And they, they lined up instead of just like all leaving at the end. They stood and they waited and we spent around an hour if not a little more in front of our step and repeat just taking pictures oh that's right they all wanted pictures they were all like so appreciative and yeah yeah Yeah, i think that's the big thing is uh cities like this don't really have that scene where la is just saturated i mean it's what you know everyone's trying to do yeah so there's just so like there's so much of it that even if you have a quality product it it's i think it's easy to get like hidden under you know everything else that's mm-hmm. going on. People so. are overwhelmed with the decisions too going out in LA. Like it's mm-hmm. there's so many things to do. People just 
think a lot of people just end up like they don't know what to do, so they just stay at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that's part of it. I think also there's so many people that are doing entertainment, whether it's comedy yeah. or improv or acting or whatever, and they're just like, Well, I'm not in it, I'm not gonna go. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it too. But yeah, uh the show here people definitely I got a lot of requests to do it. Um, they wanted me to do it annually. I just couldn't um, get the means together to do it this year, but I might try and do it next year, though. Probably around July again or something. But yeah, it's because I just had one of the, the Facebook memory came up with that poster yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then everyone that showed up here, there was like 30 people here just drinking. And oh, my God, it was so insane. Yeah. I just remember leaving and going... You know, everybody's like, we're going back to Dusty's house and um, we'll stop and get some food on the way. And we, I was with Bo and somebody else jammed in this car where I had to like lay across the front seat on their laps. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, no, with my right. head sticking <laughs> out of the, it was a pickup, I think. And my <laughs> yeah, head stick. Bo's little tiny uh, pickup. It had like two seats in it. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> my head sticking out the window like a dog. And I'm having the time of my life. Oh, and. We stop and we got all these tacos and stuff. Somebody else is stopping, I think, got burgers and we come in here. And it's like, what, two in the morning, your dad's out there grilling. Oh, just hammer drunk, too. Just hammer drunk. <laughs> the funny thing was, like, he, the chicken he was grilling, when he, the first ones he did came out good, but the more he got hammered, the more they were just like, this shit's raw. <laughs> this shit's raw. He's just putting them on there. And he's like, I think it's done. He's throwing on the plate. I'm looking going, somebody's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> At least someone's going to get the shits real, real bad. Well, and then the next morning, there are all those cold tacos that all these hungover people are just waking up going, oh, yeah, this is fine. And they're just eating cold tacos and cold burgers. And- oh, so funny. And Bo, I think, is the funniest non-comedian I've ever met in my life. He is so funny. I wish he would like get into some sort of entertainment. Cause, yeah. Because like even the way he looks is just funny. Don't ruin him, right? Yeah. Let him just be funny. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, he's in well, where Sacramento or someplace, right? Yeah, Sacramento. Yeah. 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 There is a there is some a certain joy. There is a, definitely a difference between stage funny and like just That's everyday true. funny. And I'm not saying you can definitely cross over, but there is like a real joy out of someone who's just everyday funny. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They just really like like a certain kind of happiness that like you just don't get from like, it's a different kind of joy you get from like a stage funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's like, and you're right because you, you don't want to ruin those kinds of people too, because, uh, it's, it's easy to get tainted. I think if you try and crossover and it doesn't work well he's just genuinely talented too because i remember that night he walked into the garage and there's a piano in there and it's out of the blue like after you know just shots and beers and drunk as hell and everything and cracking jokes and just making everybody laugh he just stood up walked in there opened the door sat down and started playing tiny dancer and singing (laughs) on the piano and it was good (laughs) He was really good. I mean, we all, all the people out there kind of got up and started looking in the door and he's just like playing it on the piano, singing it, moving his head. I'm like, wow, he went from that to that really like, you know, so quickly. That's, that's talent. I'll have to post, post this picture I'm about to show you guys on the, on my website with the podcast, but just so Cyrus gets a sense of what. Is this him, uh, Bo in the, in the red, white and blue Speedo thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see if we can get hamming it up. I took a lot. Oh, here, yeah, that's that was one that I actually put together, stitched together <laughs> there. <laughs> so good. He, uh, yeah, he had this uh, American flag thong on, and um, we had gotten a beach house in San Diego for my friend's brother's bachelor party. And so we were just like sitting out in the front watching people walk by, and he was wearing the Speedo, and he would like throw the football just to random people and they'd throw it back. And then like the funniest part was there's this girl that came out to like work out and she started doing yoga and he like, like was like right behind her doing all the same poses <laughs> with just like his, you know, nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just out, hanging, yeah. <laughs> dangling. Yeah. It was pretty funny, but I'm really excited for you guys um, with freak show. Cause um, 
I mean, I thought it was big whenever you guys uh, invited me to do it in that. Yeah, you're at the CIA, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. CIA yeah. So I, it was like, I, I mean, that was jam-packed full. I mean, I had friends that were outside that uh, didn't even get a chance to come in and, like, see me because it was just too full. Mm-hmm. And then, like, now you guys are, like, at the Globe Theater. Yeah. Selling hundreds of tickets. You're selling out... Um, like you said, 400? Yeah, 400 auction. That was the biggest show. I, I've never been... That's the, my biggest show of, of my life. Freak show and of my life, personally. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not crazy because it's well-deserved. Yeah. I mean, you guys obviously Thank work you. hard on it. Um, but it's just like... It's just, I guess, exciting and cool that it's happening. I was telling so Tuesday, like... The first year, there was like... I don't know. We were lucky if you had 10 people show up. Wow. Well, the first, like, nine months, we were at a tiny, tiny place in DTLA called The Clown House. And I mean, you could fit perfect. fifteen people in yeah. there. Oh. Fifteen people was a packed show, right? Oh, cool. I actually went on like this 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 website that gives away free tickets last minute to try to get people in there. Oh, yeah. And oh, wow. um, we had great. It was really intimate. We didn't have the sideshow act at that point. We were kind of tinkering with it, trying to figure out what worked and stuff. And uh, we kind of outgrew that. And then we went to the CIA. And our first few shows at CIA were like 30 to 40. You remember at the CIA, at the Clown House, we would sell beer. But we would sell our own snacks there. But then we couldn't leave the snacks over the weekend because the guy who lived there would eat them. So we would, <laughs> we would unpack his snacks, put them in a box, uh, take his snacks out of the refrigerator, put it in a box, put our snacks in. And then when we leave, we would have to take out his snacks and put him in and put him back in. Yeah, because he would. He would just... Then we'd come the next week and there would be nothing. And we'd be like... <laughs> we'd buy all this water, like, like candy bars, chips, and then it'd all be gone. Beer. We three the night before. Bottles of wine. You know, and it's all like... gone like in a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the wine and booze would mostly stay there. Yeah. Well, that would be there because he was sober. So he didn't yeah, but he, he ran an open mic during yeah. the week and then people would just uh, help uh, themselves yeah. to it and he'd let them. Uh, you know? <laughs> that kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, yeah he, was and just, he was all over the place. I don't think it was malicious. Well, I mean, and then when, you know, he would want a cut of our sales because we were using his <laughs> space. Stuck. So I'm like, uh, you let everybody drink for free during the week and eat yeah. for free and you ate it all. And now you want a cut of the stuff that we have to go rebuy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, let's see what's happening. The room was the room was cool though because it was just wall to wall clown memorabilia. Imagine uh, like a room about this size, but just full of clowns. It was a small so storefront type room, and it was. I think there was over 600 yeah. clowns. Whether it was a picture. A frame picture or a little tchotchke. There was a life-size Jack in the Box. There was a life-size Ronald McDonald. There was one of those keen portraits of, you know, the big-eyed kids that, oh, as right, a clown. Right. Uh-huh. There were, everything was clown everywhere. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. How long have you guys been doing it? It's been almost four years. Wow. Yeah, is it, is it, four years is doesn't seem like that long three. for how big it is. I, well, we just, three and a half, right? we just, we hit our third anniversary in April. Okay. So, oh, so three and some change. Then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That doesn't seem very long for it to, to get as big as it, it seems like things take a really long time. So well, it's like a baby. You got to nurture it. You got to let it grow. Too many people give up on stuff. Yeah. They're like, Oh, it didn't work the second time. It's not going to work. That's the day and age we live in where yeah. I didn't grow up in that day and age. I was like, no, you put in the work. You've got to make sure you got to tweak it. You've got to nurture it. Yeah. You got to feed it. You got to find out what works and what doesn't and give it time, you know? So giving up on things, Thus, yeah. my track record with the ex-husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Should have given up okay. on them. But that's how I was raised, though. You don't give up on shit, you know? That translates into problems sometimes. But yeah. uh, I guess it's yeah, it's knowing when to, huh? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's what they say, right, about entertainment is you don't have to necessarily be better than the next guy. You just have to outlast him. Yeah. 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 That's true to, to definitely to an extent. To an extent, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to have you have to no, be talented. I've been waiting out, like... Yeah. The war of attrition is legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Well, we, you know, and then when we went to this other place, um, we added the sideshow act and added a band at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you know we all of a sudden, boom, yeah, went we, viral. We almost, I mean, we almost lost that show. It was like we were attendance was like less than thirty people. It was like, like he told us one more show and we finagled an extra show in, and we got we got lucky on one of them. It was um. 
the guy actually this, Bazoo. It was Bazoo was a sideshow act. He's a uh, clown. Right, and he's gonna be there tonight. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's an uh-huh. act tonight. Yeah. He um, it was his first time doing sideshow in five years, and he invited. He's he was an umpire in roller derby, so <laughs> literally the whole roller derby thing said they're going to the Facebook event. It went viral. And also, that was when LA Weekly picked us yeah. up as the place to be. Oh, yeah. I remember when that happened, actually. Yeah, and yeah. we were the okay. place to be. It was a perfect storm. Yeah. It was a place to be, the roller derby thing. It just all... And, and it was like... And I was freaked I out. That, I think I went to that show. You might have. Been. Yeah. I think that was like the first one that I just uh, like attended. Attended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, because I, mean, I, I was freaking out because like, I'm like, that's when our headliner that we would booked we, who, it was Ada. Yeah, Ada didn't show she, up. She couldn't show up because yeah. she was filming something in New York. Okay. We scrambled for this other person um, who we're not even going to talk about because I'll never mention that name. I don't want to talk about it. But at any rate, so we were in L.A. Weekly. We got that. We had uh, done some advertising and the whole fucking thing went viral like boom. We had lines. Yeah. We had lines, yeah. and we didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I was shocked. Because uh, we saw the Facebook event was like a big number, so I'm like, is this real? Is it was like over 2,000 on the yeah. Facebook event, and we were, I kept going, this can't be real. How did this happen? It's bots? What's going on? <laughs> and then the people actually showed up. Oh, that's so And cool. then from there, every show started, and we had yeah. to get into things. Like I had to start an RSVP line. I had to start two different lines. I had to do. We had to figure out about crowd control, like how are we going to get these people in? You know, what's the easiest way? Extra work, though, huh? (laughs) Yeah, but we did it. You know, we figured it out as we went, you know, and um, it was insane. Fucking insane. It's got to be a really awesome. I mean, I just remember walking through afterwards and still people hanging out, and I'm just shaking my head going. And I I, I remember, (laughs) remember this one guy talking to me and said, Oh, I really enjoyed the show. And I'm, and, I'm so used to like, who did you come see type yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if I asked him, who did you come see? I think I might have said something like, oh, who told you about the show? Because it's usually how it happens. Word of mouth, one of the performers you came see or a friend that's been there before. And I was really interested because I wanted to keep upping the marketing. He goes, oh, I just saw it like online. Facebook. <laughs> it looked like a lot of people were coming and it looked like a lot of fun. So I came and he had come <laughs> from like, Somewhere out east, way out there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like IE people from the IE would come in. Wow. It was, yeah. There, we had some people traveling really far. I mean, the, we've had people from Huntington Beach show up at the LA show. Oh, wow. San Diego. Remember that one couple that oh, came yeah. for like a bunch of shows? She was like, I come from San Diego. Just to see, I hate LA, but I like your show. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, re- I remember the one that I did too. There was um, some guy that was like, he was like laying in the corner because there was no place to like he was on the floor like yeah the we corner. were just so many people we and, couldn't have seats for him yeah and then after the show he he came up to me to talk to me and he he was like one of those guys too he was like oh i didn't know what this was he's like i didn't realize that it was like a comedy thing like he was like in like the uh leather like mm-hmm. you know like the uh bondage kind of look and everything he was like i just saw freak show and it sounded like fun so i just showed up yeah <laughs> that's that's a lot of the marketing we, yeah. we, we, we kind of bane switch people into coming to the show but like it's a good enough show that no one really complains yeah oh for sure yeah there's kind of a little bit of we of write comedy in it, all yeah. over the event page yeah. and and the advertisements we write comedy people just don't read that yeah <laughs> that's the, that's the funny thing but like I like like comedy, the oxnard though. show i had somebody who um because you know you're running a successful show. I get on there and I check hashtags. I check, you know, I, I Google search freak show. And I saw this one girl who was like, uh, I went to freak show and it's not a real freak show. There's not really, there was only one sideshow act, but I had a lot of fun, but it's not what I thought, but I had a lot of fun. It was really good, but I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And I, so I, I messaged her in a very nice way. I'm like, I'm really confused onto your criticism, if this is criticism. I said, you know, as producer of this show, one of the producers of the show, I would like to make sure everybody's happy. Because that's another thing that helps us is we have a personal touch, you yeah. know. I answer everything. You know, we, we respond to everything under our ads. You know, people yeah. tag somebody's name. We make a funny comment. Yeah, blah, no, blah, I've blah. noticed that. Yeah, you know, so really good about that. We're really good. So I reached out to her and she's like, 
oh no, I had the best time, but it wasn't what I thought when I was going in, but it still was really good. And I'm going to come back to your next show at Oxnard. And I'm like, okay, but can you do me a favor? Go back and reread the post you wrote. And she goes, okay. And then the next message from her was, oh, I could see how that wasn't very good a good review about your show i'll delete it because <laughs> your show is really good and i like you well at least she acknowledged it yeah. right yeah. and usually when that happens they do acknowledge yeah. it yeah. you know they'll I, be like this I, is not a real freak show but there were weirdos in there and some people were freaks i'm like so what are you saying <laughs> yeah i mean we take a liberty with freak show we do it as a more of like you call someone a freak show. Yo, that guy's a freak show. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's more of what we, we... That's why it has the label freak show. Mm-hmm. It's more of like our take on comedic freak show. Yeah. yeah it's everybody, you know, I mean, I'm sh- I was brought up, people always called me a freak. Mm-hmm. Freak comes in all forms, you know. Yeah. We're the funny freaks. Yeah. We incorporate the sideshow and the weird characters. We have the sideshow, characters, musical, comedy, Drag queen or burlesque stand up. It's all the weirdos yeah. that are fringe yeah. that all fall together. Yeah. One thing that's crazy, it always like blows my mind when I think about it. People leave the show so happy. Like they leave smiling ear to ear, talking about how a, how a great time they had. And it's just fucking, it's crazy. It's like, it just blows my mind. Like we made this show and it makes people so fucking happy. That's got to be a really cool feeling. Yeah. It is. I mean, that's what live performance is about. Yeah. You know, you, they, they've forgotten about their problems. However, they walked in, mad at their boss, mad at their boy or girl or gender non-binary person. They're fucking whatever it is because we don't care. We love them all. You can fuck a palm tree. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> but whatever their issue was beforehand, they leave and it's gone. It's yeah, gone. So um, just real quick, if you fuck a palm tree, is it... Re- considered a hand job <laughs> palm job yeah that's i don't know not <laughs> not my best but no, I, I, you know i dropped the palm, the palm, the palm thing uh, but also, you also forget it especially because i mean this is our these are probably our first real i mean our as our first real big shows consistently for like you and me um am i, am I yeah. yeah yeah i think I you're just, good yeah it's not in the headphones i'm free oh did it quit no i don't know i think my mixer is just um yeah, I'm not too worried. Kind about of that. fritzy. It's not a very good mixer. I should probably upgrade at some point. But you're reading on here, so I think we're yeah, good. I think yeah. we're right. Yeah. Because um, these are our first like real big shows that we've done, and it's like you do these shows, like they're smaller, and just it's a lot of times it's just comics or two people or something, and you forget. Oh, comedy actually makes people funny, laugh. Like people actually walk away from shows happy. Because so many yeah. shows you do in LA are just nightmares. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like... Um, your first like two, three years of comedy, it's like you're doing awful shows usually. Yeah, especially the the bringer style where it's yeah. just as long as you can bring people, you can get on the show and it's like not everyone's great yeah. kind of a deal. Well, yeah, and that tires people out and you get... Yeah, the ca- well, like Cyrus and I, we've talked about the bringer show aspect before because we're in a situation where we do bringer shows, but we're not bringers. We don't have to bring. Right. People ask us to be on their show, and it happens to be everybody else on the show is bringers. Mm. Um, so it's when everybody talks about bringer shows are so bad, yeah, they are bad. I feel sometimes, I mean, I'm conflicted because I don't want to have to support that kind of uh, uh, business model. Right. But... We get 15 minutes, you yeah, know, and we're usually put up early enough where the crowd's like ro- rolling and stuff and we yeah. get promo from it. And, yeah, you know, yeah. so it does benefit us as more seasoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are bringer shows that aren't, aren't absolute train wrecks. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I don't, like I don't I didn't mean to sound like I was knocking them completely, but it's just um No, there's a lot of shitty ones and they've hard. really done a, yeah. a business on It's hard to tell what you're going to get a lot of times with a, a bringer show is the is the problem. Although there are a lot uh, like if you're doing somebody's show that you know well like um when like Sally's show at yeah. the OR is usually pretty good. Yeah. Like things like mm-hmm. that, but just some of them it's like hey, if you can bring 15 people, I'll put you on my show and then it's like there, you're on a show with somebody who's done one open mic and he's performing because he's got 20 friends that want to see him do comedy. Exactly, you know, and they're like, giving him more time. And bus- yeah. that that business model really fucked up comedy 
um, because people who would go to a comedy show, go to these shows, never wanted to come back to a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. They would go see a bad one. They're like, oh my God, if this is what a live comedy show is like, I don't ever want to go back. Yeah. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Cuts both ways. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's, I mean, when I first started, I did them. And if you space them out well, it's not a bad thing for you to have like a real show, especially when you're early and you're just doing open micing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Just like, all right, in a month, I'm going to have this bringer show or two months. And I'm going to, I want to have a new joke that I can do in front of an audience. It's good that way. Yeah. But I think my main problem with like the bringer guys is like, I just don't like it when they advertise it like, oh yeah, doing this show is going to get you somewhere. Right. Like that's fucked up when they advertise their show. Oh like yeah. That. Like it's like, going to be industry in the audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking yeah. service industry. Cause they're all yeah. ex waiters. Okay. Yeah, you should make it. Yeah. You should make it a little more honest. Like it's, it's, um, better than an open mic, <laughs> but it's not like, like like you said, it's good to practice new jokes at uh, yeah. at a lot of those, just because you have the crowd, yeah. and it's nice. But when you're when you're telling people that like, oh maybe you're gonna get booked for something, Mark Barron's gonna see you, right? It's like, it's like no, no. Uh, and that's like, the thing about the comedy store, is, you know, people are really hyped because of the reputation, so they'll do a bringer. They're like, I'm performing at the comedy store. Exactly. Okay, you're performing at a bringer, and you've got to bring. I'll let you. I'll let you slide on that. But when you're like, I opened for Mark Marin or Whitney Cummings. No, no, they went from room to room to room that night. They don't know who you are. Yeah. You didn't open for them. You weren't asked. You weren't paid. It's a whole different thing. And that's where it's like, uh, and they advertise that to these people, be on this show, and you can have a credit. You were on a show with Eliza Schlesinger. It's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm on the same planet Earth with Hugh Jackman. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, wonderful little singer. Much better than Jim Jackman. Must be- much better, yes. Yeah. So. Great Wolverine. <laughs> Great Wolverine. I kind of wish he was a little shorter for Wolverine, but that's, just the, the, spirit that's just the nerd, yeah. nerd in me. Yeah, yeah. you get the yeah. spirit of the Wolverine. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Um, let's talk more about Freak Show. I don't know. Uh, I'm obviously, I, I come prepared for these things. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in Dusty's world? Is there anything you want to tell your your viewership? Um, please listen our to fr- my podcast. <laughs> As our friend Sally always says to me, the first time she sees me after a while, "Who are you fucking?" <laughs> Is Dusty fucking? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh-huh. Dusty's uh, fucking. Not bad. Enough to to you know be relaxed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not completely stressed out. Gray hair slowed down a little bit. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, may, I've I've haven't been doing as much comedy in San Diego as I'd like, but um, it's a little bit my fault, and then a little bit, well, it's all my fault, uh, really. But it's just a different scene there. Like in LA, we were talking about it; it's kind of saturated. Um, but at least there's there's a lot of supportive people, and you can like find, work your way into like good groups. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like that quite as much as San Diego, and I don't want to talk too much trash. Uh, it's just um, just a little clicky there, so it's hard to hard to break through. But I've, I'm starting to. Yeah, good. You can good. like you know you can find the ones that are some that cities are, doing are like it. that. You know, yeah. we, as uh, you know, looking for venues for freak show. There's two cities that um, are almost impossible for us at this point to get into, and you wouldn't think it would be. It's Sacramento and San Diego. Because when I come up to these venues, the first thing I see or that I hear from them, whether it be on their website or automated email, trying to get to them and stuff, it's like, you know, if you want to book here, the way to do it is, number one, be local. We support Mm -hmm. local. Um, Number two, come and hang out at our place. When not being living in that city, or they can't come and hang out at your place. Exactly. I can guarantee you, you know, 200 people coming to your business to spend money, but I can't, I'm not local and I can't come and hang out. And so it's, it's. I mean, I get why they're doing it. They want to support local things and blah, blah, blah. They've got this anti-outsider thing, but it's I don't get not beneficial. Out I don't get the hanging out I thing much. I don't even like the hanging out thing at the comedy store. Like, why are you hanging out? Right. Like hang out like hang out is the way to get in. Like you should be hanging out. You should be at home writing. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Right, or promoting yourself or doing something for, you know, the business side of show if you're not writing for the show side of show. There's a thousand things to do with your time in Mm. 2018. The worst thing is you hang out. (laughs) You see, it's like one-year comics, the ones that are getting, like, traction at store. Like, three years ago, they were like a one-year comic. Like, they're not spending all their time hanging out. Right. So yeah, you, you should be bills. working on something. Yeah, you, you gotta pay your bills, and you're just gonna hang out. You should be when you mm. write. You should be writing jokes. You should be working mm-hmm. on being a better fucking comedian. Mm-hmm. You should yeah, be going up like becoming. Yeah. Why do I need to be your friend to perform? Like, just, exactly. Yeah, I just that's, need to be funny. That's one thing I've noticed. Like since I started trying to do this podcast and uh, like really kind of working on writing more and doing my own stuff is like I literally, and I this never used to be the case, but I don't have any downtime at all anymore. Like when I go to bed. I'm exhausted and I like I used to watch like an hour of TV like I haven't watched a TV show and like I, I think I watched an episode of Westworld with my roommates like three or four days ago that was the first time I'd watched any TV and yeah and month, what you know, what like, a one to watch huh <laughs> I watch well, every I fucking still, episode of Westworld and I still don't know what the fuck is happening yeah I'm on the first season like episode three I watch like, Westworld yeah. Only because when other people talk about it, I want to be able to say, oh, my God, can you believe that happened? Or, oh, my God, yeah, I didn't see that coming. And that's all I can say. And that way I'm not lying. Um, sorry uh, about that. Sorry. That uh, stand having its performance issues there. You know what? I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too once in <laughs> Vegas. It was really embarrassing. Just once. Have yeah. oh, or just have once been. in Vegas. Just once in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Just once in Vegas, twice in uh, Bakersfield, yeah. four times in San Francisco, but, you know. Yeah, that's it's usually not my fault. Mm-hmm. It's just them taking too long to say yes to go back to my place. <laughs> right. And then the whiskey just keeps flowing. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. One too many drinks, didn't eat, didn't eat dinner. <laughs> Dick in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Dick in the dirt. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Hey, and it's funny because uh, you still try. You still try. <laughs> you still, still try. try. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just doesn't work. But yeah, to your point, though, I've, like, I've noticed that because I really, even though I haven't been getting out to like mics as much, I'm putting more effort into writing and into like doing this podcast and things like that. And uh, you're right. You really, if you're hanging out, you're not doing what you should be no. doing. Like it's it's a total grind to maybe in like 1970 hanging out was a good idea because there's what else are you gonna do? There's no there's no Instagram or podcasting or anything right, else. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was different too at that point because I think hanging out meant something different. Like hanging out probably at the comedy store didn't necessarily mean you're sitting on the patio having drinks and stuff. Yeah. You might actually I think, meet someone back then. Well, I th- yeah. And also you probably wrote, you probably uh, m- watched the shows more. It's pretty difficult to go from show to show and watch all these comics. Yeah. Now, back then you would watch a show, you would get inspired, you would sit around with the other comics, maybe bounce jokes off each other. That's not happening at the comedy store or any Laugh Factory or any place now. No. <laughs> People who are just hanging out aren't really doing anything but yeah. you know having cocktails this, with their friends this is a good form of hanging out for me that i've actually had a couple of uh really good joke premises um inspired just by uh i do another podcast with a couple of friends one's a comic in san diego and just like shooting the shit joking around and then all of a sudden it's like oh that's a great premise yeah. like that's i don't know yeah. That's kind of the hanging out that I... And all you got from us is fucking a palm tree is a yeah. hand job. I mean, it's not still bad. still time on the clock. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. We can save this. Not bad. Here, I'll, I'll actually... Maybe I'll just cut this out because it really is a joke premise that I want to use in, on stage. But I was thinking about uh, incels buying fuck, uh, fuck dolls and then buying fuck machines to watch the machine fuck the fuck doll. Something along it's being that rejected line. by the fuck dolls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. They'd have to buy two fuck dolls, oh, oh, the male I and the female. I meant cu- cuckolds. Sorry, oh, I get them. Yeah, 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 cuckolds. Uh, cuckolds buying a fuck doll and then buying a machine to fuck it. Um, I don't know. There's. I feel like that's a good premise. I just. Got, I don't know how to word it. The one thing is, um, people have to know what a cuck is. Yeah. Is, yeah. You know, gotta be. You gotta have the right crowd for yeah. it, probably. But 
But that's funny know. joke. It made it's me funny, funny visually. Yeah. yeah, it made me it made me laugh when I when we were talking about it, and that happened on a podcast. Like a, like a dildo machine, fucking a uh, one of those blow up dolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that guy's just beating his meat. Yeah, you're just oh, like yeah. in the corner, like videoing it. Like. <laughs> and he puts like a he puts like a speaker on on the machine. The machine's calling him a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, you pussy? <laughs> oh man, struggle that tiny dick while I fuck your girl. <laughs> I think the incel joke would be something more along the lines of the incel who ordered the sex robot but it was returned (laughs) 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 like the it just wouldn't turn on (laughs) no it was it it just it just the post maybe the the ups driver looked at him and said no this is going bad (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's a pretty good one too yeah there needs to be more incel the postman just would not deliver it to him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it turns it turns it on the dot the robot's like oh i am broken <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally broken uh-huh. can't use me yeah. i have function. a headache yeah. <laughs> yeah he goes to stick it in then this little door trap door just shuts the vagina off seals it shut god hopefully it shuts it off before he sticks it in there not like he'd be using it anyway so yeah there needs to be more incel jokes but it's another thing where it's like who does really everyone mainstream. know what an incel is? I don't know. Like, I don't. It's not like a mainstream. It's never going to be mainstream. No, it's just a funny idea. It's honestly the people like. Sometimes you have to do jokes that make you happy, though. Yeah. If you think you know you want to do an incel joke, that's, that's fine. True. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I think they're worth making fun of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if anybody laughs, it's gravy. Sometimes it's just for you. I mean, you can't do a whole act of that. You slip those in, and sometimes it's like, yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> that was for that's, me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a midget fisting joke like that. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Midget fisting. Yeah. Now, is, the, is the midget getting fisted, or is the midget fisting? In the no, the midget is getting fisted. It's a ventriloquism joke. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I tried it the first time I actually ever tried it was in a one of those contests, um, like where you know it's the audience votes, so it's whoever brings the most yeah, people yeah, is gonna yeah. win. Those were fun. But uh, yeah, like the whole my whole set was just bombing really bad, and I was like, well, here comes the midget fisting joke, <laughs> and just like I expect, like I was expecting, it was just crickets, and uh, my mom was there, so she got to hear me say the words midget fisting. So that was that was a high point in my life, I guess. Your mom set. is very proud of you, though. She is. She yeah, is. she's she's she come to a lot of your nice, shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always nice to see her there. Yeah, she'll be yeah. there tonight. Your parents are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got. Yeah, I lucked out. I have two sets of parents, and they're both uh, both great, both real supportive of of all this. I'm yeah. doing all right, and they don't support me still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your show's blowing up, and they're still they no, just they still they like don't care, huh? No, still not into uh, it. Well, I love you. So, well, thanks, Dusty. If, you know, if that helps, I have gray hair and yeah. a side part. You could pose. <laughs> get a little tanner. You could be my dad. Okay, yeah, I'll work on it. You're about the same height as him as well. Oh yeah, you're yeah. taller taller than him. Uh you're around the same height, I think. I think you're. But you're taller than me, though, right? Yeah, my dad's short. Uh, I think height. Oh, so I'm short. I'm a short person. Well, you're not short. Thanks. Do you know what his father's name is? No. Nader. Naderpour. His last name is Naderpour, and his father's first name is Nader. Wow. I don't know why. I fucking love that. Nader Naderpour. Does that has a ring? Nader Naderpour. I saw it come up once on my Facebook. Um, as suggested friends, and I thought it was a fake profile. I asked him. Nader's going to nade? I don't know. I, sorry. The, 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 the great thing about the Naderpour name, that's a weird ethnic name, but it doesn't rhyme with anything in the English language. Mm-hmm. So I really, really got off the hook. What is what is Naderpour? It's Persian. Okay. You know what's actually crazier about Naderpour? Naderpour means son of Nader. So his name is Nader, son of Nader. <laughs> <laughs> so he's Nader the second, but he's not. But his, his dad had something else. His dad's name was something else. But that's what his name means. That's not his, that's not his original we, name. His name was Nader Turkishvent, and he changed his name to Nader Poor. Nader Poor. Yeah, he be, when he became a journalist, um, uh, his his like his editor said that Nader Turkishvent's a whack name. You got to change it to Nader Poor. So he did it. <laughs> but his first name was always Nader. First name was always Nader. So. So yeah. what made him change it to Naderpour? Was that like a his mom's? No, his uh, the, his, his, uh, his his editor. He was a journalist in Iran. Oh. And his editor said he had to change his name. 
I have a theory about so, it. So it didn't come from, like, Naderpur was not, like, part of your family name? No, it's not a family name. Oh, have, okay. I have a theory about it. And my dad has not confirmed it. He said, he's not confirmed. This is purely Neither speculative. confirmed nor denied. He's not confirmed it. He denied it. I, I, he's all purely speculatory. This is, so there's a very famous Iranian poet named Nader Naderpur. I think his editor told him to change his name to Nader Naderpur so people would think he was that poet. And oh, well, probably, and yeah, get, yeah, like, yeah. More, like, well, I don't know, probably not clicks. Recognizable. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he got into meetings he normally wouldn't have gotten into. Mm. That's what I think happened. My dad, I asked him about that. He goes, honestly, man, I don't know, man. I was super young. I don't know how they even legally let me change my name because he was, he was very young when he did it. Hmm. He changed his name. I don't know how they legally even let me change my name. But I think that's what, I think, I, th- I have a theory that's what happened. Is your, is your dad's still sp- a journalist? No, he uh, he's um, he got kicked out of Iran during the Islamic Revolution, oh. and um, well, he was he was he didn't update his paperwork when he was in the U.S. Um, and so when the Iranian Revolution happened, he got deported to, to Iran, um, and then um, when in Iran, he insulted a member of like the um, the Revolutionary Guard, and that's like I don't know, man. If they had like ICE, kind of, it's like Gestapo. Of of like the the Iranian government's Gestapo. He's uh, lucky like, he's alive. He's just lucky he's alive. Yeah. He literally insulted. It was a guy from his high school. He saw him. He insulted Homeini. My, my dad's like super atheist, like aggressively, like anno- like almost annoyingly atheist. Like starts religious conversations with religious people because he's like like, uh, like a- atheism's like a religion to him, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't. That kind of bothers. It's me like so Bill Maher level of atheism. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit much. He really hates, and he has yeah. valid reasons for hating it. Um, so he insulted like Homei to this guy who's rubbish and, and then he literally from that moment he left he never went back he didn't go home he got on a bus he got out of the country oh uh, he ended up in Italy and then eventually met my mom had me and we came, came to the US oh okay so, so he's a car salesman now oh okay you know classic tale of the uh, immigrant tale where he needed money he needed a job when he first came to the country he started he saw he, he looked, it was one of those make a six figures one of those scammy yeah, ads in the newspaper, uh-huh. and then he was like, "I don't know, I'm gonna check this out." And he's like, Cause "I don't want to sell salt cars," and he didn't want to do it. But at the end, you got a free car. Yeah, for working there, he's like, "Oh, free car, I'm in." So it started there. And, and he really did get a free car. You get a free car. Yeah, you oh. get you you get they let you borrow a car off the lot. Oh, it's just borrowed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's like, "Oh, I got a free car. Fuck, I'm doing this." And uh, then cool. so the, he answered the ad in the newspaper. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I That's thought you meant he like though. placed a scammy ad and no, made no. money off it. Oh no no. Because I had a friend whose father did that. Was like, learn how to make thousands of dollars weekly. Yeah. Send in a dollar to this PO box, huh. and we'll send you how to do it. And he was making buco bucks on all the dollars people were sending, and what he would send them back was place an ad in the local paper, make thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what he'd send them. How long was he able to pull that scam he, for? Quite a while. Did he get in trouble? No, because he really was giving them something, and he was making thousands of dollars a week it from people honest, sending him guess, money. Right? So I mean, it was it was, it was actually honest? it was yeah it was actually honest. He wasn't like he was keeping the money and not sending them. He was telling them how he was doing it, and that's all he promised in the ad. Huh. Was this like a joke that got out of hand? Like was this a joke that became a career path? <laughs> Yeah, dude, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember asking her how, because I saw the ad. I was think I was a teenager, and I asked her, "Oh, what's the secret?" And she's like, "I can't tell you." And then you know, after a while, you know, we were getting high and drunk, and she's like, "Okay, I'll tell you now." It's a good way to get the truth out of people. I find that sounds like a like a coke idea. Yeah. That sounds like a coke bender one night. She's coked out of her mind at 3 a.m. She called up the place, <laughs> put the ad in. Or the father did. The father, the, he coked up, he called, he called in the ad, put, put the ad in, and then it worked, and he just kept doing it. And he would. He would just put, you know, you had to send a dollar in a self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> a Sacy. So he wasn't even paying for the post. No, no. It was a say. they called it Sacy. S A S E self address that was well known at the time and yeah. but you would see them a lot. I would see them a lot. Make thousands of dollars from home, send Stacy to this we address where, with a you know right. and so a lot I guess a lot of people were doing it. Dude, that's that's fantastic. I wish I was smart enough to come up with something like that. That was like the original, like that became the uh Nigerian s- Prince. 
No, or, or the, like the tooth whitening on uh, on the uh, the tooth whitening. Remember those tooth whitening ads mm. on the internet? And there's also like you buy the emojis text five for horoscope oh, yeah. daily. Oh, yeah, 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 a penny. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like the that's like the, the before that was mm-hmm. that type of scam. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People, people were. I, I this I read just read an article. I don't know if it's. I don't think it was a scam about this guy who um, wanted to go to college. And um, how did it go? He was trying to go to college. His parents wanted to pay for him. They were all on the up and up and everything, but they didn't have enough money. And he went to this Chicago Times columnist. He said, how many, uh, uh, how, what a reach, what's your, what, what's your readership? You know, and the guy was like, ah, uh, one point some million you know is what my column reaches and he's like this is my story i'm a kid i want to go to college we really don't have the money can you get all your readers to send me a penny just ask them the guy the the columnist was like yeah why not 